Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And today, I've got a really special treat for you guys, so I want to welcome on the show Suzanne Castle, author and coach. Suzanne transforms company cultures using joy, creativity, and happiness habits. Her courses focus on finding what is holding you back so you can reset your habits, reduce stress, and make difficult decisions with extraordinary vision. Thank you for being here today, Suzanne, and especially for being in studio. Yay! Yay! I, I started to do spirit fingers. I'm so used oh, to doing Zoom fingers. calls. Oh, no, that's good. Spirit fingers are great. But you know that's how you applaud on Zoom calls because you're always muted. I know. Always muted. And always. so I just did a clap and I started to do... <laughs> fingers. <laughs> so good. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. And yes, in person. In person. Just needed that energy today. I did so thank too. You. And you know, this is so interesting to me. And I said it when you first walked into the green room, I was like, I knew this was going to happen because this is the first time you and I have met in person. That's right. We've talked on the phone. Yes, we have. Who introduced us? Deborah Roberts. It is so important that we acknowledge our connections yes. and the people that so take glad. time out to introduce us and expand our worlds, mm -hmm. right? Such an important part of how we show up for each other. And so I'm curious about something. Yes. You were formerly a professional ballerina. I was. That's true. Do you think that's why you're so sparkly today? I'm sparkly every day, but probably yes. <laughs> and it probably has something to do with the... My last name's Castle. And so early on, my parents would follow me around and everything was glittery. Everything was tiaras because my last name's Castle and it just kind of became part of my thing. It's making sure that there's sparkle everywhere I go. I, well, or <laughs> that there's confetti. Or confetti. I'm a big <laughs> confetti person. I'm thinking we're going to talk about that soon. <laughs> that is awesome. So, and I love your title. Like when Deborah introduced you, introduced us and I went and looked at you on LinkedIn and I saw your title, mm -hmm. Chief Sparkler. Yes, Chief Sparkler. That's me. That is amazing. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. I love that. So let's just go ahead and jump into the meat of it because I know you and I could just sit here and chat all Forever. day. Yes. Right? Yes. So what inspired you to become a speaker and a coach? Well, I wish I had some pretty fantastic like beam of light that came down and the angels sang and then suddenly I was a speaker and a coach, but actually I fell into the work. So different groups would see me perform in some way and then ask, hey, would you come entertain at our lunch? Or we have a board meeting. Would you come talk about how a creative needs to be on our board? And from mm. that is just kind of how my work became what it is today. And then I had companies say, oh, we really need you for a longer period of time than 45 minutes. Can we figure out an arrangement? And so here I am, a speaker and a coach. It just kind of fell into my lap. I love that. And I, and I think that the type of coaching that you do is so different and unique from, you know, what, like the kind of coaching I do, because I think you bring in fun 
I try. All the time. All the time. There's just not enough of that. I think when we hear corporate culture, you know, it's dun, dun, dun. And we just, you know, it feels gray and and very Batman-like. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to lighten up a little bit. It's okay to have some play. It's okay to Mm -hmm. laugh. And when you do that, a lot of the stress kind of falls away a little bit. What happens in your brain opens up. Your cellular structure changes. What happens in your heart rate actually changes when you do Mm -hmm. that. And it makes you more open to what's actually happening around you. It's a really important part, I think, of corporate culture is finding that culture of fun. I And I think that's so true as well. And I've noticed, you know, our office has gone through an evolution over the few years since I've been there. And it's really gotten to, you know, we have a couple of people that were there that were kind of bringing it down. Mm-hmm. But those people have self-selected out of Yay. the organization now. And I was sitting there listening the other day and the, everybody was just laughing and just joking and cutting up with one another. Yes. And it's just, it's, I love to go to work. Right. Right. Because who, who wants to go somewhere when they know when they walk in the door, they just get this feeling of dread over them and their shoulders mm-hmm. are hunched up. They're afraid to speak out and really help transform and change and do the work they're supposed to do. Nobody wants to be in that no. space at all. So I think it's incumbent upon people that are looking for jobs and people that are hiring to say, OK, what is the synergy that we have here and how do we uplift our values out of a kind of a fun, creative, collaborative space? So that's what I'm trying to do. I love that. And I will tell you, this just reminded me of a client that I work with that I hire for. But the reason I hire for her is because I placed her there. Oh, see? And it was so interesting when she was telling me what she wanted. And she's so, she's like you and me. She is not like an accountant, right? Because accountants like to be with their numbers and stuff. That's not her. And she goes, Casey, the number one thing, because I always ask the question, what's going to make you happy to get out of, get out of bed and go to work tomorrow? Right. And she said, it's got to be a fun place to work. Bingo. Exactly. Yes. Exactly right. And I almost didn't send her to this company because when I presented her, it was not a fun place to work. Oh. And I told her that and I said, I'm, I'm really hesitant even. This is not what you asked me to find you. Right. But I'm going to let you make that decision. You could tell me no. And she's like, no, I'll check it out. Awesome. And when she went to interview with them, they said, you're exactly who we need to bring the fun into this company. There you go. And sometimes it does. It takes that one person yes. to really just start that transformation journey back to joy, which is so good. Yeah. In fact, the studios that we're recording in right now, the motto of the CEO and founder is, thank God it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that so great? Thank God it's Monday. Yeah. That's right. It's not, it's not always about fry yay. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Let's get started. Let's let's make our magic mojo Monday just soar and sizzle in the world. So, what do you think the bit is the biggest issue playing company cultures today? I do think actually it is what we've just talked about mm-hmm. and what you kind of nailed down for us, which is just that understanding that I'm a cog in a wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm checking a box instead of wow, what what is what's the unique thing that I'm bringing to this space and how can I help that and help the entire organization understand where we are, where we've been and where we can go. Mm-hmm. And I think if there was a little more joy there, people would feel freer to express their opinions, to mm-hmm. you know, walk through the company office a little bit differently. Yeah. And uh, what we like to watch shows like The Office or whatever, you know, and we laugh and we giggle, but but it's a really important component is finding those things in your office that allow you to have those little moments around the water cooler, we like to say, right, that allow everybody to just enjoy one another mm-hmm. because then you want to work together. And really, I think if your company values 
are about changing the world or being collaborative or being creative or inspiring people, then joy definitely has to be a part of that value and your workplace culture. Yeah, and I think for me, you know, and, and you've gotten to know me, even if it's only been by phone, um, I've got to have that joy there. I've got to have that ability to pivot and shift and Correct. do other things. And I am so fortunate that I do work for a company that allows me to have a podcast. Which is so great. I know. I mean, or allows me to start a coaching vertical or, right. you know, and they're very supportive of that. And they see that that creativity is what makes me unique and makes me valuable to the company. Well, and the things that you're doing outside the company are then also benefiting the company. Yes. It's all synergistic. It all works together. And sometimes we get so head down and, oh, me, me, mine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my playground. It's my turf that we forget right. that if we'd unleash our people a little bit more, the value of everything we're doing would really just rise. I love what you just said. Release your people. Yes, please. Yes, Let please. them go. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. No, but seriously, I mean, we're grown-ups, right? We're in a grown-up world, and we don't need to be managed so tightly. Like, I mean, I've worked in places where if you got up from your desk, they were timing you. That's just terrible. That's a terrible yeah. way to be a human in the world. It is. It, it so so is. So, what? How do? How can those issues? How? Okay. We're an employer. Yeah. We we know we've got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. What do we do? What are the first steps that we're going to take to start resolving those issues? Well, I think first and foremost, I'm a big believer in face-to-face -face communication. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, there's a whole lot that happens now over email or even text if, if that's a place in your company that you allow. And the tone right there can be feel like I've just been sent to the principal's office yes. or they're dinging me for something. Whereas, you know, if I said, hey, I want to talk to you and I come by your desk, that's different than on a phone. Hey, I want to talk to you. And so I think first and foremost, if there's a problem, the first thing you need to do is some kind of face-to-face -face communication. I know it's difficult right now, but even getting on a video call can just change everything about yes. that call. Everything about that call. And then I think the second thing is recognize that when someone is unhappy, then they act in pretty terrible ways. Mm. And so a lot of times, if they're not showing up in the way that you need to show up at the job, it's really incumbent, I think, upon the entire organization to say, how can we help them? Yes. What else is going on around them? What, do they need a little extra time off? Um, do, do they need to leave earlier in the day because there's stuff going on with their, with their home life, with their kid, and homework mess that's really hard right now for all sorts of families? So I think there's some little shifts that we can do to kind of help bring people back into the fold. I love that. And I actually wrote a blog one time about the safety zone of communication. Ooh, I love that. Yes. And it was predicated because, you know, if I work for you, but I'm not telling you what I want. Yes. But I'm assuming you should know. Oh, we all do that, don't we? Right. <laughs> you know, who's at fault here? Right. You know, and, you know, I knew this one person that wanted a leadership role within a company, never said a word. And got mad and left the company because they would never gave her a leadership role. And the company later, you know, was telling me that they were like, if she did just talk to me. Yes. And so from that, the company decided to not let that happen again, did it all hands on deck, and talked about if there's something you want to do, come talk to us. Right. We'll either support you or we'll help find a place for you to do that. Right. 
Right, so, right. and it totally changed the culture of that company. Yeah, I'm working with the CEO right now of a company out in Utah, and one of the things that she keeps noticing is there's a high turnover rate. Mm. And and I said, well, um, how long has it been since you guys went somewhere and had fun? I mean, I know it's COVID, but can we go outside? You're in Utah. There's mountains everywhere. There's right. some kind of outside right. thing you can do. Let's get some popsicles and let's make something happen. And just that small little shift to say, I care about you more than you being behind your desk. Yes. Is that shift that needs to be made. And just because I see the world and, you know, say things in one way doesn't mean that you're receiving it in that same way. So there has to be some give and take there, which is why I'm a big believer in person-to-person communication. I think that's huge. So let's say that, again, let's go back to that company culture mm-hmm. that needs to be, that might be a little broken. Yes. Management's not doing anything about it. Oh, yeah. What can an employee do? Well, I think the first thing that an employee needs to do is, I think, speak up. And I say that knowing that in some places right mm-hmm. now you're going, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I can't do that because that does mean the end of my job. Yep. There's a, there's a way to do that, though, which is, hey, would it be okay if I organized this? Maybe organize a fun day. Maybe say, hey, I'm going to bring in lunch for everybody and we're going to play uh, Pin the Tail on the Donkey. I hope that that's still an okay game to play. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just pulling that out. Or, or, or you might bring balloons in one day and everybody gets a balloon at their desk. There's little things that you can yeah. do to just start some subtle shifts and then check in. How did that go? Can I do that again? That would be one way to bring in some fun. But I also think you need to take responsibility, which is if an employee is feeling like it's not a really good match, I think it's time to have the hard conversation and say, yes. here was what I was expecting out of this. Here is what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. Can we have a conversation about that? I think it goes a long way because sometimes, like you said, the leader doesn't even know they haven't communicated well or that right. person didn't understand what was expected of them. So managing those expectations is a really important part. Well, and I think, too, just as an employee, and this is something that we were kind of talking about on Clubhouse earlier today, is quieting that inner voice. Yes. When, whether you're the employee or the leader, right. don't, don't make stuff up in your head that's not really happening. Yes. Because that's going to lead to that toxic culture. That's exactly right. And we, we can all come up with an example of that in our own personal lives. Sure. Right? With, yeah. with a loved one or a kid or a parent, when they said something and we took it completely the wrong way, it's not what they meant whatsoever. Right. Right. And then things just escalate. Well, people do that in their jobs too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just taking a moment taking a breath, maybe you need to go throw some ABBA on and do a little <laughs> jive or something, like like move around your office for a minute, get some energy flowing in your body so that you approach something differently. It goes a long way. You know, I think probably two things, um, you know, being aware of where you're responding from, like in your energy is so important. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a book out there called Power Versus Force. I don't know if you've read it. Yes, I have. Wonderful. And, wonderful. Tough read. Uh, yeah, because it makes you question a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a tough read, but I love that book so much because it puts a value on the emotions. Yes. And, you know, and that's exactly what my coaching school was about, too, was putting that value on those emotions. But here's what's amazing. Like, I got an email the other day that I was about to respond to, like, old Casey style. It was not going to be pretty. Oh, yeah. And I stopped and I was like, where am I responding from? Yeah. I'm responding from a level of anger. Yes. And so I'm aware of that, right? Right. And immediately I checked myself, shifted my energy to a different level. Right. And I didn't shift it to like the, oh, this is great transcendence level, but I did shift it to put a Band-Aid on it, make it better. Yes. You know? And so, and I did that and did not cause World War III in the office. 
But it's so easy to just get in that space. And I think we're so used to just firing back as yes. fast as we can. And, and some of the things I teach and advocate for is go ahead and fire back and put it in your draft. Yes. Come back 24 hours or even 48 hours and go, is that really what I wanted to say? Is that the tone in that I want? Yes. Is this, am I creating a culture of joy with this email? Is it so big and so oh. huge that I'm ready to throw that bomb down? Or, or do we need a different way? Asking those questions of yourself sometimes is really important. I Everything. Sorry, I'm excited. I love it. So there's just, you just said something, you know, am I creating a culture of joy? I think if we would all stop yeah. in everything we do, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, whether it's at home, right? am I creating a culture of joy? Yes. Because any other kind of culture does not serve you. That's right. You know, I grew up and my parents were very young parents. Mm -hmm. I was one of those. I'm the reason they're married kind of experience. And <laughs> I'm sure they enjoy you sharing that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I talk about it a lot. But, but I think one of the things they said to me a lot was, do you want to be right? Do you want to be loving? Oh. And sometimes those are not simultaneously existing in the same planet, right? Right. So I have. To, I wish I could say all the time I'm loving. I'm not. No one is. But it's that joy. It's okay. What do I want to be remembered for? It's not to that I was right all the time and created a bunch of just people that were yes people around me. I, I want people who giggle and laugh and are excited every day. That's what I want to create. I love that. And and that feel okay challenging you Absolutely. so that you can continue to grow. Exactly. And knowing when I'm being challenged, I think that's the other part is sometimes as leaders, we have to act like we have it all together. We don't. And it's so uh -huh. okay to just in the middle of a meeting go, I totally forgot what I was going to say. I'm a holy hot mess right now. Let's just have a moment, shall we? Because everybody will understand that exact feeling and that exact emotion. And it's okay to recognize it. And it makes you human. Yes. And it gives somebody, everybody else something to laugh about for a moment. It does, and it takes all that tension yes. out of the room immediately, and people just feel a little more free. Let's all be a little more free. I love it. I'm, I'm really going to start asking myself that good. all the time. Good, good, good. All the time. I love that. So you talk about happiness habits. Oh, I sure do. It's one of my most favorite things what to talk about. What are they? So happiness habits are the intentional actions you take every day to do exactly what you were just referring to, which is how am I creating a culture of joy for me, for my family, for my work, for my friendships? And there are intentional steps that you can take. For example, sleep is a happiness habit. Oh, okay. So are you getting enough sleep for your own self? so that you're not ugly to everyone that you love during the day. Let's all face it, those days we don't get enough sleep. It's really hard to be present. Yep. The studies are showing that if you don't have enough sleep, it is it is just like driving drunk if you're driving yeah. a car. So it is really an important healthy habit, but it's also a habit to create happiness and joy for yourself and those around you. That's just an example. So okay. there's, there's steps that we can take to take control of our overwhelm with a better mm -hmm. schedule, the way that we attack email, how we text people that really help create a culture of joy. And those are all happiness habits that we have to practice every day. And I'm a big believer, Casey, in saying practice is a habit. It's practicing, it's not perfecting. So you're practicing it every day, knowing that today I didn't do so hot. Yay, I'm glad there's a tomorrow. <laughs> I can just start over again. You know? Well, and I think giving ourselves grace oh to make those mistakes and to not be perfect because you know when you're on a team you think everybody has you've got to be perfect for them so that they don't see any of your flaws but i'm saying lay it out there yes you know there's a word i've been using i did not come up with this word i don't even know if um her name is betty rocker she's a she's a fitness trainer but anyway she uses flossum Oh, I love that. Awesome. I'm blossom today. <laughs> and I think that's such a good kind of internal nugget to hold on to, yeah. which is I'm not perfect every day. I'm going to get things wrong every day. Okay, I know that. I'm flossom anyway. 
So I, I just kind of giving yourself that space yeah. to try something that maybe you know you're not going to do so well in, but that's okay. You're going to try it anyway. I love that. And I'm totally stealing that word from you too. Good, so. It's not mine. <laughs> Everybody steal that word. Steal that word. <laughs> what was your name? Betty Rocker? Betty Rocker. Betty Rocker. Blossom. Yes. We love you. That's right. Blossom. So, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about creativity and the Ooh. role that that plays in creating this happiness yes. or is it the other way around? Does the happiness generate the creativity? I think it's probably both and. Meaning okay. that uh, there's a lot of creative people that are really miserable. And okay. there's a lot of habit forming people that are trying really hard that also don't have a lot of joy and therefore they don't have creativity. I think that they play in the same sandbox. So what I, what I advocate for in company culture is that you need a creative on your board for example. Oh. Here's why. Creatives like me just look at the world a little bit differently. We all know that. We, we have a really bad um, kind of reputation for being difficult to work with, but that can also be good, meaning mm -hmm. that when you're looking at a budget spreadsheet and you're trying to figure out how to crunch numbers, a creative might say, well, what if we just didn't crunch the numbers? What if we threw a party and then the party generated money and then that extra money came in and now you're not having to do this? They, they just ask questions that sometimes you're not asking. So I think that when you start to do that, again, that shift starts to happen in your company culture, right? Right. Because now you have a creative inviting you to play a little bit more, to look at the world through different kind of creative goggles. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like put your creative goggles on on this. You know, what, what, what can you do differently? Even if money, you don't have any money, you know, you don't have any money at all. You don't have any resources. Let's just create what, what could happen instead. It's possibility thinking. And I think that when you, when you imagine possibilities, I think you live in a different sphere of happiness. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. And there's endless, limitless opportunities out there oh, yeah. that you need to focus on them. I talk about that all the time that, you know, what, and you know this, and this is not original to me, but whatever you focus on grows. That's exactly right. And those opportunities will abound if you're just looking for them. That's, that's right. You know, one of the things I know that you talk a lot probably about is uh, you spend a lot of time. How do you want your life to be? What are you imagining so that you can, you can place people together? Yes. And if they can't do that imagination piece, though, then, then they are going to be miserable. They're not going to be aligned in the right job or in the right company. So it's important to make space for that. And in all aspects of your life, it doesn't have to be just a job whatever it can be what do i want to imagine my life's going to look like when i'm on a rocking chair and i'm 85 years old what do i want to look back on my life and say that i did like imagine that now and then reverse engineer that yes bring that into being that is such a great concept i love that and there's some other thought leader that talks about that and i can't remember but the first time i heard it and they're like imagine you're on your your deathbed yeah it's the deathbed visioning and then what do you hope you've accomplished exactly and then start working backwards just like you said reverse engineer it i also so have you read the go-giver i have not oh you would love the go-giver. Okay, okay. On my list. So, but one of the principles is about creativity mm. and it's a fable mm -hmm. and it takes you through the story of this gentleman and I, Bob's going to kill me. I forgot his name, the author. Um, but, uh, so he's going through this journey. And so one of the people that he meets, and this is what made me think about it is a, he goes in there and there's like all these arts and crafts and paint and, you know, styrofoam. What are those things? Those pipers, pipe. Piper? Pipe cleaners? Yes, the pipe cleaners okay. and all that kind of stuff everywhere. And he walks in and he's like, and there's all these adults just playing like little kids. Love that image. And he, he, she was, he was like, what is this? And it's like, oh, it's our marketing team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the marketing team. They get to play. They get yeah. to dream. Play-Doh and yes. all that stuff. So good. Yeah, it, it was. So, good. so you, you would probably enjoy that book. Um, all right. So I've read some of your articles. Uh-oh. 
And one of the things that you like to say is stuck is never the farthest you can go. Yes. What does this mean? Line. So I'm a big believer that uh, we get stuck and then we shut down. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all we do. We, we were like, there's no way forward. I'm stuck. Who cares? I'm throw up the hands. I'm done for the day. And like, and I say often, go throw yourself a fabulous pity party, right? I mean, with all the sad, sappy music, all the alcohol, if that's your thing, you know, lots of ice cream and cookie dough, whatever it is that, that you know, you want in your pity party, give it a time frame and then let it go mm -hmm. and say, all right, now what's in front of me and what can I do about this? And uh, because I don't believe that stuck is where we need to be. I don't think the universe wants that. I don't think creator, whatever you believe in, nor do does your family, no. your job, your loved ones, they don't want you stuck. So I'm a big believer that we create our own magic by imagining a different way forward. And sometimes you need your sparkle squad around you that will remind you you can do it and they'll help you or they'll make a wonderful invitation to you like you did to me. They'll connect you to somebody else that yep. could help you in that moment. So I just, if there was one thing I could impart to everybody, it's please don't stay stuck. Please don't stay stuck. Will you be on my sparkle squad? I would love to be on your sparkle squad. <laughs> I love that. That is so awesome. Okay. What piece of advice would you give to someone that might be stuck um, in just, yeah, what piece of advice would you give to someone? Like in their career, maybe if they're stuck in their career, what would you tell them? Well, the first thing that I would say, and I love that question, is if you're stuck in your career, then say, what would make me the happiest right mm -hmm. now? And it's okay if it's money. I mean, it's some people are driven by money. Some people are driven by relationships. Some people are, I wanna travel. I want space to do X, Y, Z in my job. Then let's figure out, okay, I promise there's a job out there. I promise there's a job out there, but sometimes all you see is this, like we've got our blinders on yep. and we've been pigeonholed by education or what we've always known or what we've always done. So that's when you need to get help like Casey yes. and say, Here, here's how I want my life to look. Remember that rocking chair exercise. Here's what my, And let Casey help you kind of bring that into being. So don't stay stuck. There's always a job. There's always a job. And it's never too late to pivot. That's right. I mean, and come if on. Learned anything yes. this last year. Correct. But I mean, even so, I mean, you know, I was in a career that I didn't love for twenty years. Yes. And took a big leap into a new career. Right. To recruiting. That's right. So, you know, and that's when I could that's when I needed my sparkle squad. Yep. To give me that support, which I had. Yes. And just it's so important that if you're not happy doing what you're doing, Figure out what it is that's going to make you happy. And I think sometimes if people would start volunteering somewhere. So if you're if you're too afraid to take the leap, which yep. I totally understand, then what I would say is, okay, is there a volunteer opportunity in that field or with that group or something? Start there. Make sure that that does feel good, that it aligns with you, that it is bringing you some joy. And, and I think it's easier than take the big, giant leap across that chasm. Yes, unless you're me and I'm just like, <laughs> You're a superhero and you just pull your wings out and you go. I'm a super cape at the That's office. Right. You sure did. I'm sure. <laughs> I did that for my team one year for Christmas. I, I took their superpowers and I put it on the back of a cape, like uh, Superman, so and gave it to him for Christmas. That's creating a joyful culture. Look at you go. We I had see, so good. masks and everything. Oh, see, was fun. see. Hope, I hope you're listening to that idea. That was a lot of fun. We are almost out of time. Oh this gosh. went by so <laughs> fast. Yes. So I definitely want to get to our VIP questions. Oh. So are you ready for that? Bring them on. Let's see what we got. Okay. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, which may not be too far away. No, right? Not. You know, we just landed another rover there. Um, what three things or people would you take with you? I would definitely take confetti. 
you got to have confetti. for me. Like, I have a drawer of confetti in my desk because you never know when you need to throw <laughs> some confetti and remind yourself there's joy and there's fun. I would take at least one of my dogs because if I can only have three things, I'm not going to take both of them. But I'm going to take a dog because I need that How unconditional. Are you going to decide? I know. Unconditional love and support that a dog will give yes. even in your darkest days. And then probably I would take some grapes so I can figure out how to make some wine. Because <laughs> that's just kind of a thing that I need. Just <laughs> so start them over. Start your own little vineyard yes. up on Mars. Start my own little Mars vineyard. <laughs> you know, Martian wine's coming. I'm, I'm super curious to hear the answer to this question. Okay. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? I smile at myself in the mirror for at least 30 seconds. Wow. It changes the whole facial structure. I always giggle when I smile at myself in the mirror. 30 seconds, though. It takes 30 seconds. It's not just a hmm, and then you're done. Right. And it just releases all of whatever I was holding on to in my sleep, and it just starts my day differently. So, and I've told you about my friend that's a laughter coach. Yes, I love she it. She holds calls in the morning first thing with people, mm -hmm. and you just laugh. Exactly. There so it's go. the same thing. Yes. Yeah. It just sets, it sets your mind in a different place it does. to start your day. You know, and the other thing that I think works alongside the smiling is gratitude. Oh, yes. So I write down my gratitude every morning. You do it in the morning. I do it at night. So I do it at night, too. The last thing that my, <laughs> that my head does before I touch the pillow is I make sure it's got goodness in it. Oh, yeah. For sure you need goodness before you go to sleep. Yes, absolutely. So my final question. Okay. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, oh. what would the headline be? Oh, so more sparkles are coming to the cosmos. That would be the headline. That just kind of gave me chills. That would be the headline because I, I love that image of thinking of us, thinking of ourselves as kind of cosmic stardust that's just yeah. kind of illuminating and following everywhere like a trail of glitter. That just, I, I would love that to be the headline when I die. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for putting so much positivity out in the world. Oh, it is you. amazing. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> it's so much fun to just talk with someone who does want to laugh and yes. be about goodness in the world. So thank you so much. How do people find you? SuzanneCastle.com. It has everything, and I put some goodies up there for free. So SuzanneCastle.com. If you scroll to the bottom, it says freebies or do do a slash and free. There's four things up there. Oh. One's called Contain the Chaos that'll help you reclaim your joy in five minutes or less. And it's a whole workbook. And I just trust me, it works. I, I love it. Every day. So there's, there's four resources up there for your listeners. Awesome. Awesome. This has been a ton of fun. I'm so oh, grateful too. to Deborah for introducing yes. us. And I know there's other people out there that are going to be very jealous that they haven't got to meet you in person yet. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I know this was great. Just one last thing to say to you. Yes. You are a VIP. Oh, thank you, Casey. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.